If you'd like to contact the show, send us an email at liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com or get involved in the conversation on social media. Join the Pearl Jam Podcast community group on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Live on Four Legs Pod. Take balls to the wall. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. I keep saying that you, you know, you may not be used to hearing my voice this early in the show, but this is the fourth week in a row that I've been uh, been running this thing, so I can't really say that anymore. Uh, my name is John Farrar. Uh, Randy Sobel is still on paternity leave for uh, a couple more weeks. We're going to give him a little a little more of a break before he goes back, but he'll be back before you know it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna keep rolling through this thing here. We've got a, a great show today. Uh, first I want to thank Anthony Krisowitz and Matt Behan for joining me last week for Springfield. Uh, hopefully you guys got to check that out. Really fun episode. Um, really cool story from Matt about, about being at that show. And, uh, yeah, not much, you know, we mentioned last week about, uh, the Ohana Encore and stuff. We talked about that a little bit. Not a lot going on, uh, this week in Pearl Jam World, so, uh, let's uh, let's get right to uh, our guest here. We've got a great show today. I've got another guest. He's a, uh, a longtime patron. Uh, you've heard him before on the show. Uh, it's Patrick Bogle. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you doing this on short notice. Um, yeah, it's been a while. You and I actually did, I think uh, we did the Corduroy Evolution episode. Been a while, maybe like almost 18 months or so. It feels like... Uh, you know, it was it was in the in the before times. So, but yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, and we I think we squeezed in Cleveland last summer too. Cleveland okay. ninety eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a pinch hitting performance there too. Yeah, and I I don't want to spoil. I don't know if you're aware, but I think this is uh, this is kind of a preview because you're going to be joining us later this year as well. I think you've got you've got your own uh, requested episode coming up later this year. If I, if I remember correctly. So we'll, uh, if you, uh, this is kind of, uh, this is a little bit of a warm up for you for the, uh, for the big one coming up in, I think October, late, late September, October. Um, so yeah, uh, Patrick, uh, we're doing uh, a show today from 1992 from the Lollapalooza run. It was requested, uh, by another one of our patrons who we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, this is Alpine Valley, uh, East Troy, Wisconsin, well-known among the, uh, the Pearl Jam uh, fans for being, you know, host, uh, host site of PJ20. What did, you, uh, what did you think when I uh, threw this one out at you? I was 
pretty excited to go back to uh, to check something out from that era and that tour too, because a lot of times, like some of the Lollapalooza stuff, kind of it's it just comes out as like you know more of like a stretch of uh, like the entire tour and just talking about it in the the grander sense versus like getting inside of um, some of the individual shows. Um, and it's been for me a while since um i jumped into a couple of these and this is a particularly great um both sounding and video um of the show it's just like you know a perfect shot from side stage and it's a uh, it's you know a glimpse into into really um early pearl jam in a, in a in a way that's just tremendous yeah yeah absolutely and and speaking of you know we mentioned ohana you are you i think i i had seen that you were trying to make it did you have did you already have tickets for ohana the first night but you're trying to get to the encore what what are you going to be able to i think you were working out trying to get to some shows this year right so i i had tickets for um ohana fest for 2020 which obviously you know as we all well know got uh postponed and uh it's rescheduled for uh late late september this year so i was going out to that and then all of those like rumors started popping up about this ohana encore thing and uh it's gonna be crazy but i'm doing it i'm going both um i couldn't ass it up um so i'm gonna be flying to southern california on back-to-back weekends and uh i'm going to see 75 percent of pearl jam shows in 2021 um so it'll be fun it'll be a good Mm -hmm. time any other year that would that would mean a lot more shows but this year you know it, it is what it is that's but yeah that's gonna be great i wonder if you know if there's something there if you're gonna get something special like i mentioned last week it might be on one of those encore nights if they're if they're gonna work up something crazy those would be be good ones to go to but uh let's get to our uh, our other guest here we you know last week we we had someone who was who was at the show from 1994 uh we don't usually get people who were at those early shows because you know it was a long time ago at this point but we are we are lucky enough to have someone who was at this show in 1992 Lollapalooza uh she is one of our patrons uh let's welcome in Danny King how you doing tonight super thanks for asking oh of course welcome (laughs) welcome we're glad to have you this is fantastic I you know we we talk about these shows a lot and we we kind of you know we kind of talk about the same things and like you know it because there's, you know, the set list is short. It kind of is what it is. There's a lot of Palooza run, but you were there. So, how did you? How did you go about? Uh, like, a, you know, getting tickets. Did you go just to see Pearl Jam? Were there were there other acts that you went to see? And this was kind of an afterthought. Uh, what was your kind of fandom like early on around this show? Well, my boyfriend got tickets because. I already liked Pearl Jam, but I also already liked Chili Pepper, Soundgarden. You know, I love Ministry, and Jesus and Mary Chain was there. I just it was a it was a great lineup, and he surprised me with tickets. Good job. I I wasn't I wasn't who I who I would become yet <laughs> for my Pearl Jam fandom. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> I I first heard Alive on the radio. I was leaving. Um, I was in a car, Madison, Wisconsin, driving west through the countryside of Wisconsin with Meredith Dunn. And she, I heard a live and she had the CD and she said, Oh, I have that. I'll let you borrow it. Cause I was like, what is this? It sounds like classic rock. <laughs> like how come I've never heard this before, but I hadn't identified yet that what I meant by that was it didn't sound like manufactured pop. Like everything else did around that time. 
Like it yeah, was the, the late it was music. Was kind of a, a wasteland of popular music for sure. Yeah, it was real music. Yeah. And uh, and it caught me right away. And I've been a fan since, but I've definitely um evolved. It's evolution, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so is this this was the first time you gotten to see them? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Do you know, do you remember about what time it was that they went on? Because like Patrick said, they were, I think they were they playing were early. early in the afternoon, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were like second or third in the lineup. And what also what I didn't know is that if I, if I had left the main stage and did some side stage stuff, I would have caught Temple of the Dog, which I was really yeah, disappointed. We, I didn't we, see. We I was sure, yeah. I was sure that, you know, Matt and, Chris were going to come up and do Temple of the Dog, but it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it wasn't even during the Soundgarden set. Yeah, and we have, I think they did this in Phoenix, the next show as well. There's a video of that one that's that's come out recently. But over on the side stage, Ed and Chris went out and did Hunger Strike. The, the, they say there were only like one or 2,000 people there, and then Ed did Throw Your Arms Around Me, and uh, oh, Chris, did, Chris did Seasons <laughs> as well. So they did a little mini set on one of the side stages, I think probably really early on, just as people were getting in. Or I think I read he was maybe even during Ice Cube's set or something. Oh, really? That yeah. would have been really special. Yeah. I wish I had seen that. Uh, I didn't know. Lip- you got to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Right. Which I learned, like, now when I see a festival like PJ20 or whatever festival it is, I know Ed's going to show up somewhere mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and play with the other guys and so will the other guys they show up too did you did you get the sense throughout the show that because you know we we hear now that you know pearl jam was you know they were blowing all these other bands off the stage they were so intense live early in the afternoon did mm-hmm. you get the sense that they were the highlight of the show and like everything else was kind of like uh that this is good but that they were the highlight early on i didn't know how other people felt about it but I felt like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was there to see some of the other bands, but really, um, he bought me those tickets because he knew how much I like Pearl Jam. So it really was special. Mm-hmm. And then Time. Soundgarden came on, and I remember something about a sod fight. Like, people were throwing sod up to the stage. <laughs> and Chris eventually was like, uh, we're going to walk out of here if you guys don't stop it. Wow. And they they did stop it. But... When I look back and I try to find that video, I, I got nothing. I don't know what yeah. song that happened at. I don't remember. Okay. But interesting, interesting. Yeah, they're just throwing up the yard all up on stage. Like rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this time, like in August of nineteen ninety two, you just had the Jeremy video premiere. I think it was August first. So that is everywhere at this point. You've got like Ed mentions at this show, it's it's I think it's it might even be exactly the one year anniversary. It's the exact it is. It's the exact yeah. anniversary. And we're coming up on the the thirtieth anniversary here. Right. Uh, we've Which... got some special things planned for you guys. After the after that Jeremy video premiered, that kind of changed everything. So do you remember like it seemed at this point like there we you get it we get a couple of crowd shots here. Were you able to get up to the front or were you kind of like hanging out in the back? Just I was watching? the front of the lawn about center. Okay. I didn't have um, cool. pavilion or pit tickets. Oh, so it wasn't just wide open, like field. You had to have separate tickets to get into like way up front area. Right. 
Okay. Right. There, there was uh. general admission pit. There was pavilion, and then there was general admission lawn. Okay. All the Lollapaloozas I went to. I mean, this is a few years later, but it was all just all GA. Like you get in and you do your thing. So that's yeah. interesting. Well, if that had been the case, I would have been front row because every time I'm always front row. (laughs) I put in (laughs) the work. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I put in the time, I put in the work, and I make sure I'm I'm front row. (laughs) It pays off absolutely. So let's uh, let's get in the show. We got a short set list, um, you know, heavy on heavy on ten songs, obviously, Uh, but we started off with Why Go, and you guys have to this. This intro to Why Go, it sounds so slow now, but it's so groovy and it's it just bounces and it's got an energy to it. I, I this hit me right early on as like, oh, okay, this is something different. This is cool. to be too vulgar but i feel like he fucked the crowd in the face <laughs> um if you notice he's kind of leading with his you know like wow he really sang like that all the time back then and he doesn't really do it like that anymore do you know what i mean the way he leans back and it's like uh leads with his cock i don't know <laughs> he just yeah, he, it's, rocked it's, it. it's the adultery in him oh it's so good (laughs) and i noticed it's not like that anymore but he's dad it he's grown up yeah Yeah. patrick what'd you think of this uh this why go would you you agree with my my interpretation of the the pace and everything oh absolutely like you just like these the one of the things that stands out about that also is like that this is that sort of touch and time that um that you really could feel where um Jeff and Dave A were connecting. You know, there was a connection that was building with them and what was going on and what he was bringing to this, to the record at the time in terms of how they were starting to do it live. And it just has this great pulse and and, and pace to it. And like Danny said, it, you know, you just see Ed is like, I mean, his intensity on every word that he is uttering from the song from the get-go is just incredible like it's just like how you would think like just one song and you'd be 
you would be flat for the rest of the night after he does mm -hmm. you know and and again yeah short set but it's amazing to me that that he can keep up that tempo for you know over an hour in uh in what they did here because it was intense yeah i think it they they've talked about how playing early in the afternoon kind of gave them a chip on their shoulder like okay you we're gonna be early but we're gonna blow every other band away like i talked about you know with danny like they they wanted to come out early and and blow the, these crowds away and yeah this this why go and you mentioned jeff like we're gonna talk about jeff a lot on the show he is just on a pogo stick for most of it he he comes in and out of the camera you'll see him just run and like appear in midair or something it is it is something and yeah ed's got a a really good scream going into the solo he sounds like he's screaming something you can't yeah i, I couldn't make out what it was but he he's screaming something into the microphone right going in, into the solo but yeah really really good performance of why go here you guys definitely go check out this video it's like 47 minutes or something it's absolutely worth your time after why go ed comes on says jesus you guys are fucking beautiful for me Uh, next section here we get deep and jeremy ed is going off on deep like like you guys said shaking the microphone just running in circles at the end and then this version of jeremy is something else what did you guys uh think about these two back to back here I really liked uh, that version of Jeremy, like where he didn't do the, um, the cool part was, you know, where he does, daddy didn't, you know, that, that's where it changed. It's oh, like, yeah. this is different. This is totally The spoken awesome. part where he gets, he gets yeah. it really intense with it. Yeah. musical theater on this this is where that you talk about like you know that Dolce stage presence that was this like on steroids <laughs> in terms of his going through deep and especially jeremy i mean it's like it's it's just so breathtaking to watch i i wanted to say about showmanship because you know you can tell that this isn't a band that just formed i mean it is but they all had so much great practice being performing on stage like it's it's just all coming up it's really great and yeah, this is the band that if if you say i only like 10 like that's the band you're there to see it's all intense you know that's what those people are talking about back then absolutely mm -hmm. and there there's a moment in jeremy too when you you get ed in the forefront and you get stone in the back and stone is doing the head bob thing he's and the juxtaposition of them I thought was really cool with Ed being super intense and Stone just in the groove, like locked in. I thought that was, that kind of hit me as a cool visual moment. And like I said, kudos to the video person because we don't get many good shows of this quality 1992 video. Very, very good. Uh, 
Continuing the theme, Ed seems to agree with us. He said it feels like today may be the best show we ever played. Uh, he mentions that he was born in Chicago. Gets a pretty nice round of applause. And uh, yeah, we get uh, the uh, the big uh, big mid show. Then some things never change. You get a big a mid set even flow here. melts it he absolutely does and even dave gets a little drum solo thing too even like right before that or right after i think there's a little uh little drum solo it feels like he he wanted to to go a little more but there's a big uh there's a big crowd surge ed catches something that's thrown at him like in midair like he's in he's in mid-song like singing reaches out and grabs something that gets a big round of applause i couldn't tell what it was but uh yeah <laughs> good good reflexes there i mean it's i think the it's these sort of primal early even flows to think about like in like the scale of where it it it, be, it became and grew and evolved over time but seeing this like that that early again i'll keep going back to that early you know um sort of bonding and figuring out between um jeff and, and dave um for creating the groove for the song and watching how stone and mike can play off of that and just and really get into you know get into the, their guitar parts on top of that and like do you just see the connection and the feel between them all is is so so intense and it's like that we were talking about jeff and his pogoing and, and whatnot you can see him in this show and see him in parts of the song that whole feeling you hear him talk about often where he says you know 
every night, you know, I think it's a uh, a sound bit that they've got on Pearl Jam Radio now. Like every night that it goes out has always been pure Stoke, and this mm-hmm. is like a perfect example of of what he means by that. You can see how he just he did not take for granted that they were playing these shows and he was going to leave it all out on the table, every note, every song. When you get these songs from 10 live, it's all layered so well musically, like they fit so well together. Cause you have, like you said, you have Jeff and Dave, like laying down the bottom, the bottom end. Then you, you put stone on top of that and everything that stone can do rhythmically and melodically. He's just a, he's a genius. Then you throw Mike on top of that, like you said, Danny, just shredding, doing his otherworldly, you know, outer space thing that he does. Then you throw these super intense, crazy vocals on top of that, and you don't even know what to listen to half the time because, yeah, it's just on a. This is this is a peak. Like there, there have been many, many peaks throughout Pearl Jam's history, but this this summer, nineteen ninety two, like they were on fire live and yeah even flow is a, a a perfect example of that we do get if you're keeping track we do get the don't vote republican obviously the uh, the 1992 election uh starting to be on their minds ed ed mentions it and says well, look out all you guys if all you guys voted you can change the world i just know it Which if you let the Republicans win, this is the last time you'll ever see me because I'm moving to another country and never coming back. Maybe the first threat we get of them moving to another country and never coming back. If the Republicans win, uh, we do know what happened. In this case, uh, the Republicans did not win. So we uh, we got to keep Pearl Jam for a few more years. Then uh, Ed says... This next song is kind of hard to play. It's just hard to sing it. If you want to help out... We'd appreciate it. You want to try? This is for somebody in the back. It's a request. It's black. And I think, Danny, you wanted to talk about this version of black a little bit. Yeah. So I haven't listened to this. I haven't watched this um, since I was there. But, you know, to prepare for this, the other day I, I did watch it. And I heard, I heard black. And, like, on the MTV in, was it, 92? Unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah. yeah. Just a few months before this. Yeah. So I've always said that my favorite version of Black was then because even though he screws up the lyrics before it and he seems a little, you know, uh, he he goes on and he does the I um, take a walk outside. I'm surrounded by kids at play. Ooh, like yep. that part. That happens here.
didn't remember that when I saw MTV Unplugged. I didn't remember that I saw that show and that version, but it, I just always really loved it. And when I heard this, I kind of felt like maybe I loved it so much because it felt like home. Like, because it reminded me of the show and it was like a subconscious thing and it was my favorite version. And while I don't like the clapping at the beginning, like clapping the time, mm -hmm. you know, for this Alpine Valley version of it, um, that fades off eventually. So I'd still say I love this version now. Cause of, Do you, cause of, you think the, this one's better than Unplugged? Um, well, if the clapping weren't messing it up <laughs> at the beginning, it might have been. Fair enough. Fair enough. It might have been. <laughs> We do get we do get that we belong together here a little bit. Ed is into it fully. He's slamming the microphone down at the end, like he was he was channeling something in this version. Oh, I and mean, it's just uh, amazing, amazing to think that you know that when he talks about like you know hard to play, like they only played this like I want to say like five or six times on the Lollapalooza tour, so they were giving it a, a break after they got back from from Europe and it's you know I don't know exactly why what the what the take on that was or maybe that was like already the time where they were trying to push it on as an extra single and they were trying to you know begin to to say oh no 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 we're not going in that direction but um, it's it's really really passionate you know these early blacks like yeah he's he's not leaving anything uh, anything behind in terms of his delivery on it you can just feel like the emotion come out um, with just pure energy and heart Absolutely. After Black, uh, we get a little uh, a cool thing here. We we talked about this a little bit on an Evolution episode that we just did. After Black, there's a little bit of uh, of a down moment, and Stone takes the opportunity to uh, break out something new that he's been working on. And it's a little bit of hard to imagine. And this was this was starting to come together a little bit on this summer. Like they had obviously Stone and had come up with it, and they were he 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 would break it out a few times, and it started off just just a couple of seconds, just that little lick, and then he, he would start to put it together. And this is just the riff, but you get Ed starting to kind of mumble into the microphone a little bit, like okay, like this might be something that we can work on. A little improv. Yep. It's so cool to hear those little things, those little noodles of, oh yeah, uh, of you know of songs and how they came together. Especially like 
that time there was all of those like you know you, you there would just be a show and there'd be a snippet of something or you know a, a you know a nod of something new and you, you hear those things like develop whether it's live on stage like this or you know cuts from from uh from uh sound checks that would you know find their way out it's just it's amazing to hear like the 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 meddling of especially of a songwriter like stone who's like just like hey i'm just gonna fiddle around with this great riff and maybe yeah. it'll become a song <laughs> yeah and like this is maybe the one time that we we get to hear the complete evolution of a song from the original like just guitar idea that stone had like we you just get to actually hear it build on stage because every time they played it it would get a little bit more like it would, they would work it out a little bit more and you, and you eventually get to the point where it becomes a song uh i know this is and i know i probably know the answer but i have to ask danny when you heard hard to imagine did you remember it from this show i did not <laughs> i wouldn't think so i can't blame you for that i can't knew that was a long shot no i um, did not know it then uh, well, after uh, after hard to imagine, uh, we get we get a couple more songs here. Uh, it's alive, and it's a again coming off a of black powerful version of alive. Ed is is already doing the 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 fist pump yes that that we've come to know and love in the two thousands. on another level here on a live mike changed his guitar i think he's got the telly then okay I, i'm not i'm not a, i'm not a guitar nerd i can't I, I can't look at one and tell you what it is right on well you know i'm looking for that srv fender right but it, right. you know because we're we're two years past uh stevie ray Vaughan dying but um i don't think it was used there but that would have been cool Patrick, did you notice there was the uh, the mosh pit behind the stage that they highlight a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There was there was there was a there was a, a severe uh, mini mosh pit behind the stage there. Danny, um, you remember that? Do you are you referring to that building to the side? Maybe. You okay, that's a it. reflection. The, those okay. are those are that's a reflection of the pit. And you can oh, see all okay. the people moshing. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and that falls in, like, so there's the moshing in the pit, and then there's some going on in the lawn, too. Mm -hmm. And security, like, I remember security coming out, because people were pretty rowdy by then. 
And what, what you can see in that reflection is just the, um, you know, the pit general admission. And it's a little easier to do it there than it was in the lawn because we were falling over. People were off the sides, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Cool. That's cool. I did not realize that was a reflection. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, because it's in the location where I thought the beer garden was. And I remember not having any money and like, oh, I can't, you know, we can't do that or this or that. And, um, and I'm looking at it I'm like, it looks like there's a mosh pit in there. And the more I think about it, it it's a reflection. It's those the big like um, okay. black and, blacked out windows, you know. Yeah. Like mirrored yeah. or something. I don't know. I have to go back and watch it again. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I think that's what the what you're looking at. Um, when you say a mosh pit off to the or like side stage or whatever. That that mosh pit thing is is blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're. Uh, we're getting to um, we, we we've kind of saved the most interesting parts for last year. We're next up is porch, and we know that the early nineties. We talked about this last week. Porch is the showstopper, and this one does not disappoint. Um, Ed is into it right from the beginning. He does talk about how it's it's been a year since ten. They appreciate everyone coming out. I think he mentions this is their fourth time. Uh, crisscrossing the Midwest, and he he thanks everyone for continuing to come out. Um, but he uh, like I'm a, Danny. I'm going to let you kind of take this. What, what do you remember about? Did did you know that there was going to be some shenanigans going into Porsche? Well, what were you thinking watching him do all this? I I didn't know. Um, I didn't know what was about to happen. And he's climbing the rafters, and um, I just I just recently texted my friend that I went with and I'm like, do you remember being concerned for Ed's life? <laughs> He's, he said, he said, no, he seemed to know what he was doing. <laughs> but when I watched, when I watched the video, you know, and, and I, it's more like you can watch the crowd responding to it because it's so dark. Yeah. They, you know, the, what, the once video he gets up there. Yeah. Cause I remember him hanging there from like the rafters of the roof. Um, and and I, you know, is he going to jump? You know, because I'd seen maybe a clip of something on MTV or something where he, where he stayed, you know, he jumped into the crowd, but whoa, you know, that would kill him. And I was, I, I remember being a little concerned. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it was the, really great, too. It was. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing moment. The, the video he, goes right to the camera and goes right past it the camera turns around and you see him kind of walk towards this, you know, tower, like scaffolding tower, or, you know, rafters. And he starts climbing this thing. And, and like you said, it's the, the sun is behind. So it's dark, but you see him kind of pop in and out and who, yeah, the, the band is in full like mm -hmm. stalling mode. Like there's a really awkward, couple of minutes or a couple of seconds of Dave trying to fill time like he doesn't know what to do nope. Mike is just stalling like yeah Mike goes into a little voodoo child I think okay uh, Patrick why, what are you thinking watching this <laughs> just like by the, when he gets out of the the quote unquote darkness and he's on the you know oh. the lighting rafter and then he's like you know what I'm going up another level I just like you, we hear always, and you know, there's some of the video from the PJ20 movie of the, you know, the rafter climbs and him talking about it. But 
there's very little where you can actually see one from beginning to end. There's always like the stories of Atlanta 94 and like him going up and throwing the dummy down and things of that nature, but you don't, there aren't a ton of these uh, where you're seeing the whole thing go down. And um, it, it's, I, I, I can't imagine being his bandmates and being like, he's doing it again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you, you can't you can't cage the beast. He had to do it. You know, it was his thing, and I don't think he was doing it to like prove a point. I just think he had that like he just had so much pent up energy and like just I'm never gonna let this go type of attitude. And um, my God, I mean, it's unbelievable to watch a human being do that as a uh, as part of musical theater. <laughs> He's an evil yeah. Knievel. Yeah. He uh, he eventually does come back. The security has to kind of cradle him back to the stage a little bit. And then there there's a there's a cut when the camera turns around and he's already at the drum kit. He he crossed that twenty feet in about two seconds. I did uh, there's a funny moment, there's a there's a very mulleted security guard in the front that we get a nice view of. That was funny. But then they they do break into a couple of lines of the Rollins band uh, tearing uh, before they kick back into it. There's an, uh, we've we've talked about these these Jeff leaps. There's a there's an unbelievable Jeff leap. Like he could have he could have dunked on a 15 foot basketball net with with the way the air he was getting on this thing. But yeah, amazing amazing version of Porch here. One of one of the sh- one of the showstoppers of, of that summer for sure.
someone throws a look like a t-shirt on stage and i believe it says veter for eddie president, for president. Ed, i think eddie for president well, there, you go. there were you. signs thank you that makes there sense. were signs i remember also eddie for president maybe the t-shirt said veter i don't know okay but i'm referring to you know like signs that were people were holding and it was more than one and it was eddie for president <laughs> he he comments on it he says oh, are things really that bad <laughs> and then the crowd's like yes they are um stone comes on and says oh he's gonna rip it he's gonna rip it kind of like stone knows me he's like he's this is not gonna end well for this t-shirt you know knowing knowing what we know about his his view on on his own fame and uh yeah they they kind of like it seemed like they they're kind of like oh one more one more and we get uh bob o'reilly here someone i couldn't find out who someone some shirtless man in a cowboy hat comes out to help on guitar uh do you remember who that was did you know who it was that's ministry yeah. ministry okay I, yeah that that's, was gonna um, be one of my guesses yeah. um he's the dude who passed away mike oh mike i can't say his last name yeah satia or I, I don't know how to say it okay but yeah, he comes you're talk- out. Yeah, you're talking about when he the the guy in the hat comes out yep. and plays yep. Bob. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. And this this Bob O'Reilly, the the crowd's into it. We we've, we've talked about Daltrey a few times. Ed is full Daltrey mode on this. Uh, I want to talk about this too because this is kind of cool. This might have been on their minds because you know I'm. After like I think probably nine or ten days before this, they they had played Lollapalooza in Atlanta. Um, I was not there. I was thirteen, and uh, evidently they took a few days off afterwards and went into the studio with Brendan O'Brien and recorded a couple of things. They recorded an early version of Leash, uh, demo of Rats. They recorded Sonic Reducer, which ended up on the fan club single, and they recorded a version of Bob O'Reilly. Uh, which is still in the vault, still unreleased. Uh, Patrick, mm. I want to ask you: Where does this the studio version of Bob O'Reilly rank in your in your like holy grails of of unreleased Pearl Jam things? I know we, you know, people talk about oh, you know, there's there's Leatherman two and there's that Studio of the Earth from Avocado, but where is this as far as like if I could get my hands on one thing from the vault, this would be it. Of studio stuff, this is like right at the top. I think the only yeah. thing that I could put above above this is some of like the the unheard uh, cuts from No Code sessions. You know, stuff the, that fall, they, the falling down. And yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this this would be right up there. I mean, because the and I don't know why it hasn't surfaced because it, from every from everything from the rumors about it, it wasn't like it wasn't played well. It's just that they didn't they didn't want to release it for whatever reason and but um i don't know why but i would love to hear it <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and and also what i wouldn't know is or what i didn't know is that several times in alpine valley i would hear bob o'reilly it's <laughs> pretty cool yeah like one time it, they opened with it and and then i've seen it closed too before, other than this show nice wow wow yeah they're they're just they're in the moment. They're they're having a blast. They know, like, the the show. Like they know they've they've done their job. So here they're they're just having fun. I think they even let uh, the 
Mike from ministry, they even let him take the little lead there. One time he goes up to the front and mm -hmm. takes the little lead and does it, which is a fun little cool moment. So yeah, they're just having fun. Stones doing, bouncing all over the place. Really, really cool way to end this show. Yeah, it was very, very great. I mean, that's like, you know, that, that nod and click. I mean, that was one of the things early on that, um, that drew me to Pearl Jam is I had like siblings that were who fans and Beatles fans and, and like that connection that they had with, um, with those artists was like a, a big draw to me. Um, and you know, seeing some of these early versions of ABBA are, are, are really, really just awesome. I'm still more in the sonic producer camp, but I'll, I'll give that to you. I'm I'm totally with you. Like, I mean, in terms sure, of, yeah, like, that's awesome. of, of what, of what ultimately like snapped my head, it would be sonic producer for sure. It's just like mm -hmm. the, the connection of knowing that music and like Pearl jam turned me on to um, like, you know, the, the punk scene and, and things they, they pushed me outside of what i knew about you know music and classic rock into uh totally you know new genres of music that i yeah. had overlooked and not been into and i wonder that that reminds me of something because you know that sonic producer that they recorded that's on that fan club single there's a moment where the guitar cuts out in the intro but they just kind of like push through it and then of course it kicks in and it gets really good but i wonder if Maybe the reason we, like you said, the reason we haven't heard that that studio Bob O'Reilly is that there might be, you know, it might just been kind of a throwaway thing, and there, it might not, there might be some guitar cutouts, and it it might not have turned out turned out the best quality. I wonder if that maybe played a part in that. Yeah, I'd still like like to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, so we we don't really, I guess, Baba would count as the encore in this show, so uh, we didn't really get a chance to to do the thing that we normally do where we do a break and, and talk about Patreon. Uh, but I'll do that right now since we're, uh, we're about to get into our, our moments and our rating. Uh, if you'd like to support the show again, please go to patreon.com slash live on four legs. That's the number four or uh, download the Patreon app and search for live on four legs. We're on there. We're, we're trying to, to do bring you guys extra content almost every week. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Uh, we we finished up our Bridge School series right now. Those are all there for you to go back and listen to. Uh, we've got Evolution episodes. Uh, we're going to be doing an Evolution episode on Given to Fly coming up in a few weeks here. That's going to be crazy. Uh, we've got extra episodes. We've got Diva episodes. we got all the stuff out there. So if you guys are, are if you're thinking about supporting the show, throw in a dollar. Uh, you'll get access to all that bonus audio content. You can check it out uh, for $5 a month. Uh, you can come on and request a show like Danny did, uh, come on the show, talk about it. And then for $10 a month, um, you can uh, become a Horizon uh, leg, which is supporting our Concertpedia project, which both Danny and Patrick are. Um, so thank you guys. Um, is there anything, I mean, I, I'll, I'll open the floor here. If there's, if there's anything that, that you've, you've been particularly enjoying on the Patreon or anything you would recommend to people out there who are thinking about it. I really like the evolution series. Oh, great. Like, yeah, yeah. I like to hear about, I like to hear about how a song, cause, cause before you guys did that, I would think thoughts like that. And I would, <laughs> you know, I'd be listening to a live show and then I'd, I'd grab another one, you know, back when I had CDs and I, you know, I couldn't just flip to it on my phone and you're like oh i wonder how long they've been doing that when that when that happens so you're you just tie it all up in a nice little package with a pretty bow for me and 
you know, I get to hear it all. I love it. I was just going to agree. I mean, those are great. I mean, it's a, just a great way to like delve into a, a song and it's, you know, it's growth and, you know, especially if it's one that's got a, you know, a ton of history, it's really cool to be able to go back and hear it and the, the, you know, 92, 93, 94 and how it progressed over time. Like, you know, when Jack would enter the band or then when Matt came in. Um, so those are really awesome. So I'd, I'd recommend those to everyone. And, and also if you're, if you're a bridge school, you know, a fan, you know, going at back and, and checking out all of those shows are, are fantastic too. Cause there's some great, you know, historic ones. And then, you know, there's other ones that, you know, I think over the years, maybe just got overlooked that are just, you know, just as good. And, um, and, you know, I think you guys did a great job covering those. Oh, thanks. And yeah, that's, you know, we didn't really plan this, but that's, that's good that you guys, uh, mentioned those evolution episodes last week you know we were we were a little delayed getting the uh the main episode out last week uh thanks to everyone who checked that out but we did decide to release uh something from our vault uh we put out the the alive uh evolution episode that we recorded a couple years ago on the on the main feed that that was formerly a patreon exclusive and now it's it's available for everyone so hope you guys uh got to check that out and if you enjoyed that uh we've done a, a bunch more uh we did like Patrick and I did corduroy. Uh, we've done, uh, and I'm drawing a blank. Um, but we've done immortality. We just did hard to imagine. Um, lots of, lots of cool songs out there and we're looking forward to, to doing many, many more. So again, patreon.com slash live on four legs or search live on four legs on the Patreon app. All right. It is time to hit our three moments. We only have eight songs here. So shouldn't be shouldn't be too difficult. Hopefully we can get we can get a, some coverage here. Um, I'll go first. Um, I thought Why Go the very beginning of Why Go really really groovy. Really really had a good bounce to it. Very very good. Uh, that the very first int- the intro to Why Go is one of my moments. Um, the hard to imagine tease. Uh, he getting that here and kind of hearing it come together. That's that's a one of my top three moments, and then you you've got to go with porch, the the climb and the crowd and porch, and seeing it in a in a quality that we don't normally get, and just like Patrick said, getting it from front to back is was just really I was I was transfixed watching this thing to see what would happen. Um, so those are those are my top three. Uh, we'll save we'll save Danny's for last since she was there. Patrick, why don't you go next? So I'm going to, um, the first one, I'm definitely going to agree with you. Why go as an opener and just like the intensity and just grabbing you right off the get go was, was definitely, uh, one for me. Um, then I'm going to go, uh, the, the second one is Jeremy. Um, you know, just like, again, the intensity and the energy from the band and also like the beginning of, of crowd involvement you know we talk about like oh, you guys like when you're you know t- talk about like the the songs over the years and the, the concerts over the years of the trade-off and how the the crowd becomes such a part of the experience but there's like this little bit that's going on there and you're thinking man this like the the it was still so new even though the record was out for a year but you're hearing that you know that crowd participation in a song like that um you know for an early set play set um Lollapalooza is pretty cool, uh, and I, I have to agree again. Um, you know, the porch is just tremendous for both. You know, the 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 musical energy from the band and the the uh, 
the flying trapeze act it's uh it's something to behold awesome uh danny what are your what are the top three things you you want to highlight from the show top three moments well i really like that part of black that i only heard now i realize it's not just the one time and i've heard it in a few other early sets now that i've gone back is um you know the that one part of black where I take a walk outside. I'm surrounded by some kids that play, and then he goes, "Woo!" <laughs> That's different than he does at all the other times, and I really like that part. Um, so that felt like home to me, and it was special to hear the hard to imagine teaser. And I didn't know it when I heard it later that I had heard it then. So that's pretty cool. And a uh, porch that was oh yeah insane so it's yeah we're, we're unanimous three for three this version yep. of porch like well, yeah go go back and watch this i, I don't know what well, else to say to you another important part that you know you can't see anywhere is that our truck broke down on the way home in the rural um highways of wisconsin and i slept oh. in a ditch oh. <laughs> again we, we buried the lead we buried the lead last week with matt talking about how he was he was nearly mugged after the the Springfield show and yeah, go tell us that story. Well, how did that, how did that, what happened leading up to that? Well, neither of us had a working vehicle. So we borrowed our buddies, um, Jeremy, his truck, and it got us there fine. But on the way home from East Troy, um, we live West of Madison, Wisconsin in Sauk Prairie at the time. And so we're on highway 12, just got out of Middleton, which is west of Madison, and we're in the country, and it's starting to happen. It's pooping. <laughs> and uh, my friend was a, you know, a tinkerer, a mechanic, and it, it just couldn't be solved in the middle of the night with nowhere to, you know, get parts or do anything. So we started walking home. But it was really late, and we slept in a ditch. But in the morning, I was concerned that my mother was going to be on her way to work. She worked in Madison. <laughs> but we were lucky to have not reached uh, Highway 19 yet, where she would have turned. So my mother oh my didn't God. see me. She would have seen you in a ditch. No, she would have seen me walking, looking like oh hell, my with my boyfriend, which, you know, she wouldn't have loved. I mean, right. I, was eight, I was 18, but still, um, she, she wouldn't have been okay. <laughs> so you so you just so you're you you can't fix the truck you decide you're walking you're like we can't we can't walk all night home it's too far yeah. you just decide to crash out in this ditch yeah and like what's the what's the scene like when you wake up in the morning it's like oh well just what did you just keep walking or do you go back and fix the truck like how did you yeah. get home well we didn't have cell phones because it's 92 yeah so we just walked and hitchhiked and then we got to his place and we called our buddy whose car we left behind and we all went back out and they fixed it and we drove home <laughs> the <Wow>. next day. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, that's quite an experience. Yeah. You, uh, and I'm sure, yeah, after, after a show like this and after, you know, not just seeing Pearl Jam, but all the other bands you mentioned, like right. Soundgarden, you're like, yeah, you're like, fuck it. I'll just run. Like I got all this energy yeah. now. Chili oh, Peppers yeah. was the head yeah. were the headliner. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's remarkable. So we, it, we didn't leave till super late at night, and that was near Milwaukee. 
So, you know, we got a few hours drive. We're probably 35 miles from home, maybe 30 miles. We start walking. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to picture that in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing story. Um, All right. So let's, uh, let's rate the show. Uh, Danny, why don't you go first? Since you just told that story, what, what would you give, what would you rate this, this show? I love this show. (laughs) Um, is is this a, like a one just through ten of, thing? Yeah, one through ten. If you oh, want to well. go above ten, if you want to, if you want to give it a. I a mean, 90, ten was released then... a year before that, so let's go ten. That's true. Good point. Good point. Uh, Patrick, what do you got? I I gotta be close to that. I'm a, I'm a solid nine on this. This is a classic, classic early Pearl Jam show, and uh, we're we're lucky to have a great video of it and uh, a great sounding video too. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to go nine and a half. Uh, this one, this one really, really stood out to me. It's got, it's, it's got things all throughout that really keep your attention. It's not one that you put on and then, you know, you're, you're going to want to like look at your phone or do something else. Like it, it captured my attention the whole way through and and not mm-hmm. many of them do that. So yeah, absolutely. Fantastic show. Definitely go and check it out. Um, We did it, you guys. Uh, I want to thank you guys for taking the time coming on the show and hanging out with me and talking about it. Patrick, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the uh, interweb. Sometimes I hang out on the Twitter. Um, you guys should, uh, if you're able to, uh, you know, uh, come hang out. Uh, we're we're there infrequently, though, uh, but we're there at times on the uh, Live on Four Legs uh, Discord. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, if you, if you'd like an invite to the Discord, hit us up. It, it, the, the link changes every week. So if, if, you, if you find an old link and it doesn't work, send us an email. We'll send you a new one. But, yeah, that's, Discord's a lot of fun. We're, we got some cool stuff going on there. Danny, what about you? My daughter, well, actually, our whole family, we are Girl Scouts. <laughs> so nice. if you need, if if you need, you know, cookies mailed to you in the uh, um, Januarys or you know Februarys somewhere don't, around there, don't send me, don't send um, me. Danny King Facebook, I will <laughs> send you a link to my daughter's my daughter's cookie sale, which is really important for them, so they get Absolutely. to learn. Five skills. They get to learn about decision-making, goal-setting, people skills, financial responsibility, and business ethics. So that's what selling cookies to a girl is supposed to all be all about. Absolutely. Which I, don't mind, I don't mind promoting which, the Girl Scouts, hell yeah. Which helps them, you know, college, job interviews, stuff like that. If you can, if you can cold sell something, just talk to somebody out of nowhere, like you can network. And the cookies aren't bad either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, I want to thank you guys both again. I really appreciate it coming on. You know, uh, where Randy's been out for three or four weeks now, and I really appreciate you guys coming on, helping me out. Uh, next week, uh, stay tuned. We're going to have, I believe, Jason and Paul from State of Love and Trust are going to be coming on. We got a cool thing going on next week. Believe it or not, we are 140 episodes into this, and we have never done a Los Angeles, California show, but that is all going to change next week. We're going to be doing, uh, I believe, I don't want to say, but it's going to be one of the 2013 uh, Los Angeles shows. I think we're still in talks 
about about which one we're going to do at the at the time of uh, at at the time of recording here. So uh, stay tuned for that next week. You'll you'll get to hear Jason and Paul from State of Love and Trust. They do a great job. Uh, they had me on a few months ago after the after the election last year to talk about Georgia, and that was a lot of fun. So looking forward to talking to them. Uh, and then the week after that, Randy will be back. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. Miss you already. Then I'll get you all the reserve vote, and then I'll quit just like a pro. This is for all your Midwesterners. This is what's on your radio. We thought we'd play it for you. Sing along. Thank you.